0: Welcome to the STEM Everyday podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom, every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, I'm so excited that today I get to interview Kevin Reinemann. He's a director of technology at, a, at just a small little school in Ohio, but he's doing big things, incredible things. He started his own podcast, the Magic Potion EDU podcast. He's he's a conference speaker. He he basically just puts himself out there to help educators. That's really what all of us do as educators. Uh, he's doing some great things. He's got kids 3D printing. Um, even, even in a rote situation, he's doing that. He's got a website, teacherstechtoolbox.com. And you can, of course, find him on on Twitter at Kevin Reinemann and all these, of course, will be in the show notes as well. Welcome to the show today, Kevin. Absolutely, thank you
1: for having me on. It seems like uh, just a little bit ago we were talking. Yeah, here we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, in fact, uh, Kevin just interviewed me for his podcast, so here we are, turning the scales, and uh, and now I get to hear a little bit about Kevin's heart and passion for education, and, and 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 he's even got a kid in the background who's uh, who's definitely got some some passion as well. So if you hear any uh, childlike noise in the background, it's all good. It's uh, just his five year old kid, Cooper, and uh, I tell you what, every every educator has all these other things that we have. To, to to work with on a daily basis right kevin and 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 here you've you've got a kid in the background and yet you're still
1: doing these extra things to help educators out absolutely this is one of the the fun things to do is sharing our stories with other teachers and helping build their classrooms while building our own because we're sharing these ideas together
0: yeah and I, and in fact um kevin uh, is, a, is a director of technology just tell us a little bit about how you got into education in the first place and and why why you love it so much.
1: Oh, absolutely. So many, many moons ago, this is year 13 in education for me. Uh um, When I graduated from high school, I knew I wanted to continue with wrestling. So I was looking at uh, being a college wrestler, Mm -hmm. which didn't, did not pan out for me. Uh, I found Mm -hmm. out that that wasn't my passion, but (laughs) more so the coaching aspect of things. I knew when I was wrestling that I was captain of the team. I was interested in continuing to help others with the sport. So I thought to myself, if I'm going to go wrestle in college, I want to go be a, a wrestling coach after I'm done with that. So, what am I going to do for a career? And I went with the stereotypical, okay, I'm going to be a high school social studies teacher. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it all worked out. Um, yeah. So, I was always that nerdy kid that uh-huh. was big with computers, that liked to do whatever was the latest, greatest thing I enjoyed right. doing. Um, I worked at a local big, big box retail store. Um, as the resident uh, computer technician, while yep. I was going to college, ran into my former school principal. He had said, Hey, you know, Kevin, we've, we've got a uh, position that's going to be open for being a computer applications teacher. That's something you'd be interested in. Yeah. And I said, yes, I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm a social studies teacher by trade, but the stuff we're talking about doing with computer applications. Yeah, sure. I'm completely comfortable with doing Word, mm-hmm. Excel, PowerPoint." I have a great support system there. There's a yeah. couple of other math teachers that I know if I'm having struggles with the math aspect, I can go, <laughs> go ask them. Mm-hmm. And it said, yes, I got in and, and there we go. Um, I and did that's, that for- that's,
0: I think a, what a lot of educators do. They're, they're willing to just start somewhere, willing to try. And, and, you know, Kevin, you started out saying, I, I want to coach. I want, I want to make an impact on kids' lives and, and you said, "How can I make that happen?" And 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 I think that's such a such a thing that a lot of educators see and realize that all those coaching skills transfer
1: very well to the classroom. Oh, absolutely! From the motivation. You know, setting goal setting with your students and everything there as you do with uh, athletes. So we're, we're doing goal setting with our students so that we can help them develop a plan to get better. Um, you know that you hear a lot of coaches say get one percent better every single day. So there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't be doing that in whatever content area that we are teaching yeah. with our students as well.
0: Yeah, and and now you're a director of technology, so uh, I think a lot of educators are are definitely looking at at all different types of technology platforms that their schools are using, whether it's for remote learning, uh, whether it's just the normal everyday face to face learning. Um, there's so many different technological platforms. Do we do we just kind of try our best to kind of keep up with them? Do we just kind of keep trying? You know what? And you got a good good helpful advice for an educator that's
1: maybe feeling like all this technology is like just running me down. Well, if you've ever followed Jake Miller from Educational Duct Tape, he puts it in an really easy way to think here, and that's um, don't use an educational tool just to use an educational tool. Yeah. It needs to serve a purpose. It needs to solve a problem that you have. So there's a lot of shiny, great things out there. Mm-hmm. But just because they're shiny and new doesn't mean that you need to go through the stress of trying to figure out how to incorporate it in your classroom. Right.
0: Right. That's that's very similar to STEM education as well. A lot of teachers feel like, oh, if I'm going to do STEM, I've got to buy this, I've got to buy that. These these kits, these you know, everybody's buying them. The teacher down the hallway's got them, or the the next district over has them, so we've got to have them. Now, I know one of the things, Kevin, you're really using a lot is is 3D printing, and and I know a lot of educators would love to know more about that. And you got any uh, good helpful tips if a teacher wants to get started? What's maybe some some good ways to approach 3D printing?
1: Uh, With 3D printing, when I started, it's been, oh gosh, five years ago, six years ago, almost Mm now. Um, We bought it just because we had some money left over in the budget. And it's like, oh, well, what should we get? Okay. 3D printer. Let's get it. Yeah. It showed up. I remember the football team was uh, out doing their workouts that summer I had gotten it out of the box trying to figure out how it works and everything I quickly found out that if you touch the hot end there's a reason they call it the hot end (laughs) so the first time was like there was some filament kind of flipped over on the end there I'm like oh that'll probably gum it up and jam it so I touched it with my finger and Apparently 400 degrees is not something you should touch with your bare hands. you don't you only then, have to do that then, once, right Kevin well I, I accidentally touched it like 20 minutes later <laughs> so <laughs> that was not fun um, but really the biggest thing to start with people critique 3d printing saying it's it's for hobbyists, it's for tinkering it's just printing off random little trinkets and stuff like that little baby yodas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin, that's a
0: great baby Yoda. He just just showed me. So, and and those are probably things that you're doing with your kid. You're even your five year old kid at home, right?
1: Yeah. So, don't be afraid to start with printing off those random little things that you find on the internet. That is a mm-hmm. great place to start. That's how you find out the different uh, terminology, like uh, supports and wraps yeah, and padded base. Yoda. That's how you learn how long it's going to take for something to print, what the different sizes are, what infill means, what Mm -hmm. shells mean, and the different companies call them different things. Didn't you just pick up a uh, Mm -hmm. Ender 3 Pro a few weeks back? How's that going for you?
0: Well, right now, Kevin, it's still in the box because I've been working on other things, and and remote teaching is just uh, just just kicking me right now. It's it's you know taking so much of my time, and I think a lot of educators feel that way too. Three D printing yeah. is one of those things they would love to get into at some point when they get the time. Well, Absolutely. sometimes sometimes with a lot of things we know if if you don't just make the time and and try and get started, it's it's not going to happen. It's going to just yeah. stay sitting in that box. But uh, you know, it's it's a break. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on it during a break, you know, or or whenever I can. That's 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 what educators got to do. And again, sometimes if I mean if I was in a classroom right now and not remote teaching, I'd be opening up in class and saying, "Okay, kids, see if you can put it together. See what you can do.
1: Yeah. See if
0: you can figure it out." I'd I'd put the onus on them if if uh, the option was available right now. So.
1: Yeah, and the uh, that's a great little printer there. And it's relatively low cost. I really think mm-hmm. we're gonna start seeing more and more of those Ender 3 pros showing up in our students' households. And that's why I think educators, now's the time to really be looking at how 3D printing can be used in your classroom.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know so many educators that are just saying, hey kids, let's let's make something that relates to our subject, or let's let's look around and there's there's news stories. Like if you go to matterhackers.com, you can find news stories of of how people are are creating things in the real world. Like I read a story just the other day of a um, of a farrier, someone who works with with horseshoes, three D printing a part to help uh, that horseshoe attach easier to the horse's hoof, and they just kind of came up with it on their own. That's that's what the types of things that people can do now with three D printing.
1: Oh, absolutely! It's, it's just using your creativity and seeing a problem going. It's the whole design design thinking um, mm-hmm. concept. And when the COVID shutdown really hit hit world, or at least in America here. And back in March, um, Mm -hmm. there's a local guy who reached out to me knowing my passion for 3d printing and said, Hey, what do you think about doing this? There's a PPE shortage Mm -hmm. in the area. So can we do something here? And we developed a network of people that had 3d printers in our area. And Mm -hmm. we started printing face shields. Mm -hmm. Were they the greatest thing? No, they, they probably weren't that comfortable but they served a purpose and that was a way that we were able to use technology for the benefit of those on the front line and when i go back and i talk to the students it's like that's all about identifying a problem and showing that you care about somebody other than yourself mm-hmm. um, And that's kind of not, that's a real blunt way to put it, but building empathy, I think is one of the biggest things we can do with 3d printing and STEM in general is identifying a problem, not necessarily your problem, but something that's out there that we can solve and make the world a better place.
0: Definitely. And again, we're chatting with Kevin Reinemann. Again, you can find him at, on Twitter at Kevin Reinemann, R-I-N-A-M-A-N course, that's in assurance as well. And he's got a website, teacherstechtoolbox.com. You can find out more great information and and uh, see some of the, the things and opportunities if you want to connect with him. And, and he is a conference speaker and, and can help. Or if you got some questions for him, especially about 3D printing, I'm sure he'd be happy to help. And uh, he also does some college uh, classes on, on in his uh, other spare time in, in between uh, everything else, because all the educators are like that too. And, uh, but going back to, to 3D printing and, and thinking about Um, that empathy piece. um, Mm -hmm. It really does provide that opportunity, especially if we come at it from an approach of, hey, kids, I want you to print this. Instead, if we say, hey, kids, what could we print?
1: Yeah. And I think that takes a little bit of time to get there because just Mm -hmm. like you have to learn how the 3D printer works, if you're doing Mm -hmm. it right, you should be teaching them how 3D printer works as well. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely love I one of the things I think would be really fun to do would be to host a workshop where we buy a kit like what you're talking about there mm-hmm. and we spend a day working with students where they build that printer themselves mm-hmm. and then we start printing with it.
0: Yeah and, and again it happens that Ender 3D Pro it's like just over two hundred bucks on Amazon. It, it's not a huge amount. I mean, teachers sometimes think three D printing. Oh, this is good. I need a grant. I need you know lots and lots of money. Yeah, it's going to take some money because you got to keep getting filament and and things like that. Also, if you can if you can get your kids printing something that they can maybe sell, then you support your own business. You know, if you want to call it that in the classroom, and they can they can end up uh, buying all their own filament.
1: Yeah. And it, that's a whole nother piece with 3D printing is the customization and personalization. So mm-hmm. that's one of the key things I think that we're going to see in the households is students taking designs or finding a problem in their house and they're going to put their name on it or put their uh, best friend's name on their make mm-hmm. coasters or something like that. Mm-hmm. But this gives the students an opportunity to show school pride by designing you know we're at christmas season right now maybe mm-hmm. every year your students are designing the school christmas ornament that yeah. you sell for five dollars a piece or whatever it is and then mm-hmm. there you go your community is gonna be like oh wow check this out students are making these things and mm-hmm. then that's gonna allow the program to self-fund itself too
0: yeah yeah, and again, uh, Kevin, there's so many different resources out there and, and information available. And if any educators wondering about how to start three D printing, there there is. There's so many blogs. There's so many websites. There's podcasts. There's there's everything. And and again, check with Kevin or me, and we'd be happy to to point you in some of those directions. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, maybe just some other thoughts here, Kevin. Um, I'd I'd love to hear just uh, you know, what are some other things that you face on a on a typical day to day basis trying to trying to help educators. Be confident enough to try technology. Um, finding some good ways to use technology in their classroom, maybe that they haven't thought about.
1: Yeah, I think it all starts with what is your end goal in mind. Kind of doing mm-hmm. that uh, backwards design theory, going that route. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid afraid to try something new. One of the things that's really helped me this school year in in finding new things, mm-hmm. oddly enough, has been TikTok. There oh. is quite a <laughs> growing community of teachers on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just singing and dancing and everything on there. It's teachers sharing tech tools. Uh, Maybe it's just the algorithm with my account that's Mm -hmm. bringing those up to my for you page quite a bit, but Mm -hmm. um, that's where I found out about look it. Um, You know, one of my big things is formative assessment. We shouldn't Mm -hmm. be uh, spending a ton of time teaching kids something they already know. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a good thing to do a refresher and everything, but let's find where they need to go, where they need to grow. Mm -hmm. And so, if there's a tool for formative assessment or if there's an engaging review tool that you want to use, I I use GimKit almost on a daily basis. Hmm. Probably don't need to use it as much as I do, but it's almost (laughs) like that dangling that carrot in front of the kids at the, to know that if we get through this, we're going to do something fun at the very end. And then for me, it's that repetition of what we have been, what we've been teaching that we're hammering away at it, that um, they're going to remember it, which that gets a whole different Depth of knowledge type
0: thing, but Uh, so that was a great line. In case you missed that, um, I I love that Kevin about about helping kids find out what they know and then find out where they can grow. Uh, But you also just mentioned Gimkit, and I think a lot of educators maybe have heard of it, maybe on the peripheral of things. But G I M K I T, correct? Tell us a little bit about what it is and and how a teacher could use it.
1: Absolutely. So um, if you've done Kahoot, if you've done Quizzes, if you've done Quizlet Live. It's the same general concept. You're going to put in multiple choice questions. uh, You're going to push the button to start playing a game and your students are going to, you know, get that unique code. They're going to play a game and they're going to compete with each other. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a fun time. The great story about GimKit was it was actually designed and built by a high school student. Awesome. It, yep. it, a, it was a high school project. He saw something that you want to do. The big thing with GimKit is that you can buy power ups. So instead mm-hmm. of just racking up a score, you can buy multipliers or streak bonuses, or you might be able to attack the other uh, kids in the classroom and take uh, points away from them. So, so it, now- it
0: definitely adds in a lot more of the game aspect mm-hmm. to it uh, while you're trying to review with kids.
1: Yeah. in the strategy into it as well. So you're getting more of the credit. Well, do I want to buy a multiplier? Or do I want to buy a streak bonus? So I take uh-huh. time to talk about that with kids. Like if I'm playing, I'm going for the streak bonus because uh-huh. the multiplier, you lose more if you get the question wrong. With the streak uh-huh. bonus, you're just building, 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 building. If you get one wrong, you're just starting back over. That's so awesome. it's a chance to talk about critical thinking skills and planning things out that way. That's awesome. So uh, the other big thing with GimKit is monthly they release a new um, style of game. So the one currently going on right now in December is Among Us. They call mm-hmm. it Trust No One. Okay. So they really do a great job at capitalizing on what's current, what mm-hmm. is, what what's out there. Um, mm-hmm. A few months ago, they had one called Infinity Mode that was going off the avengers and thanos doing the snap mm. so at the end of the game the finger snapped and half the class ended up disappearing one by one it shows the name up on the screen or whether oh, it wow. gave away or it says they survived the snap so the kids love that one or there was uh the floor is lava they did a spin mm-hmm. on that as well as uh humans versus zombies so they they stay fresh by keeping that up but really nothing's changing from the teacher side of things mm-hmm. you're putting the questions in the exact same way mm-hmm. you can grab from a uh group You know, there's pre-made ones that other teachers have put together. So Mm -hmm. if you're in a pinch and need to do it quickly, you can just do a quick search for whatever content you're covering, Mm -hmm. and uh, you can be playing within a couple minutes. Awesome you can sign in with Google oh. love <laughs> when websites let you sign in with Google. That's awesome. So uh, definitely check out GimKit.
0: Uh, Kevin definitely uh, approves and, and recommends that as a, as great. sounds, sounds like a lot of fun, especially if, uh, kids love to have fun, especially when they're trying to review that, you know, the days of just making the old jeopardy, you know, thing are, are, are long since gone. So uh, keep a great way to keep up. Uh, Kevin, a couple last questions. I love to ask everybody. Uh, What do you what do you hope? What do you see as the future of STEM education? I know you're you're really involved in this, you know, because you are a director of technology. You're you're teaching those kinds of things, uh, not only in a classroom, but what do you hope? What do you see uh, STEM education becoming here in these next bunch of years?
1: Yeah, so if we go back to the Magic Potion my podcast, uh, what Mm -hmm. magic stands for? The I in there originally meant for integrate technology. Then Mm -hmm. I got back into the classroom and realized that. It's not just technology. It's integrating all content areas. We're capitalizing on what their interests are. Mm-hmm. And um, we go from there. So when I look at STEM, mm-hmm. STEAM, maybe it's STEM with two M's having medicine in there, or being at a private school where we might say stream to have R for religion in there. It's all the same. It's all interdisciplinary studies. Mm-hmm and it's linking those together. So what I'm hoping to see in the future is not teachers working in their individual silos, but like you were talking about sharing with the art teacher Mm-hmm. And maybe collaborating on projects from classroom to classroom. Yeah. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be tough to make all of your content areas match up with what you're doing at any given point in time. Right. But you're not gonna get there unless you try. So right. And there's still gonna be start. some
0: things like we still have to teach kids the alphabet. We still have to teach kids they're multiplying facts and adding facts and and how to read and you know basic aspects of history. But as often as we can, if we can combine those subjects, if we can if we can cross those disciplinary, if we can knock down the walls between classrooms, uh, that's that's gonna that's gonna help uh, again make it more relevant to the kids. Uh, a lot like you were a lot like you were talking about there, Kevin. Great ideas. Uh, one question I love to ask everybody, uh, Kevin, if you could have somebody from STEM, past or present, come and and just come into your classroom and inspire those kids, who would it be?
1: Does it have to be one person? Oh, I've got-
0: you could you can have more than one.
1: It's I've got a tag team team. Go for it. Tag team. Here. Tag um, team. Oh,
0: this is like this is like wrestling. Go ahead.
1: Absolutely. So you got We got work in wrestling. Yeah, you're a wrestling <laughs> person.
0: All right. So who are you
1: kind of so uh, Steve Jobs and Wozniak
0: oh, I would yeah. to
1: have them come together and talk about the beginnings of Apple and working in the garage and building it from scratch and having a vision and going forward. Yeah. Plus, I miss Steve Jobs.
0: Yeah, quite yeah. a bit. I, I would imagine that, I mean, uh, kids, sometimes they see the end result. They say, okay, Apple's this huge company, you know, and they make all this great stuff, but they forget that those companies had to start. They had to go through their growing pains. They had to go back to the drawing board and uh, much like they're doing, hopefully, uh, in our own classrooms. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I uh, I just shared something out yesterday about. Uh,
0: uh, he said, if each and every project goes off without a hitch, right. our students are going to miss out on an essential piece of maturing, overcoming adversity, and building resiliency through failure. That's that's the kind of things you're going to see if you follow Kevin on Twitter at Kevin Reinemann. and of course, it's in the show notes as well. Yeah, and it's two e's on Kevin, by the way. <laughs> it, it, get that part. Don't yeah. worry, it's in the show notes. Click on it, educators. <laughs> you definitely want to follow Kevin because not only that, uh, he shared some great choice boards uh, during remote learning where he where he took a bunch of just great stem ideas and and uh, turned them into some great resources that any educator could use in their classroom with their with their kids especially for that kind of bonus time to help draw out their passions and and get kids excited about learning because we don't want everything to go off without a hitch we want yeah. them to learn from from those those successes those failures
1: yeah i was uh actually cooper and i were just watching captain marvel last night the first time ever watching that movie and Mm -hmm. one of the ongoing themes with that was uh she kept being put down she kept falling down and and failing at what Mm -hmm. she was doing but what they make sure to note towards the end of it um is that every time she gets back up and that's kind of what i meant by that quote yeah what's that Cooper? she gets back up that's right every time she falls she gets back up and you know with 3d printing with doing stem projects it's key to fail and you know going back to my coaching years you learn more in a loss than you do a win that's there's no greater way to learn than figuring out what you did wrong if everything's always going perfect you're missing on a chance to grow
0: that's awesome. Appreciate that, Kevin. Any other last thoughts you want to share with uh, all the listeners today on the STEM Everyday podcast, Kevin? I just really appreciate all the all the great insight and information already. Any any other last thoughts
1: you want to want to share? Oh, I, I'm very appreciative that you had me on and that you're very patient with uh, a certain five year old in the room here Wow. well. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on. I. Would really love for you to give a listen to Magic Potion EDU podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're looking for tech tools for your classroom, um, I'm doing more and more blog posts, trying to get back into doing that on a weekly basis. Um, So that's teacherstechtoolbox.com. There I'm looking at tools with who would use them, when they should use them, give you a quick little couple, uh, maybe a paragraph on how you get started going with it. Mm -hmm. Give me a follow on uh, Twitter. I'll follow you back and then we'll share some ideas. That's That's uh, awesome. How we grow
0: that's that's really what it, what it's all about educators as, as much as we can connect with other educators especially if you're at, like in a small school if you're at a big school it doesn't matter where you are there's so much we can learn from each other and then again what does it all benefit it benefits the kids in our classroom so appreciate kevin all the great ideas and advice today and and we just really wish you all the best as you uh keep up the great work in in your classroom and and, and in your school helping uh, help helping lead the educators at, at your school to to use technology more effectively appreciate it kevin
1: Absolutely. Thanks again for having me on. Yep.
0: And again, follow Kevin at Kevin Reinemann at K-E-V-E-N-R-I-N-A-M-A-N. And of course, it's in the show notes as well. TeachersTechToolbox.com and Edu is the podcast. So teachers, again, appreciate you listening to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, your favorite podcast app. And of course, leave a review and that helps more educators find out about it. And if you want to connect with me, head to dailystem.com or at dailystem on Twitter, Instagram. Appreciate all the great ideas and educators, whether you're 3D printing, using technology, coaching, uh, or just uh, plugging away, doing the greatest job that you can to educate those kids in your classroom. You are doing the greatest, most important job. Keep it up, educators.